Welcome to Main Menu for Friday, June 5th, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is very good to have you with us today here on Main Menu. We hope you have had and are having an enjoyable spring and looking forward to the soon coming of summer here in the U.S. and around the world. We are in the midst of having quite an interesting spring, I would say, as far as technology goes. And if you haven't heard about some of the new things going on, there's quite a lot of things going on that uh, we could be telling you about here on Main Menu. And we are trying to keep you up to date as much as possible. We only have an hour, so we can't tell you everything that's going on, but we're going to try to keep you on top of it as much as we can. On this week's Main Menu, we have... A couple or so different things for you. We're going to start out with Larry Turnbull, the director of ACB Radio, is going to be having an interview with the folks from MD Support. And the folks from MD Support are developing a app for iOS devices and Android devices, I think, that you're going to be very interested in knowing about. And particularly if you're planning on going to the ACB convention down in Dallas this summer... The folks are developing a wayfinding app for your iOS or Android device that's going to allow you to get around the hotel there at Dallas and the convention very easily and find about anything you could possibly want to find in the hotel or in the convention from meeting rooms to the registration desk and you name it and it's all going to be right there on your smartphone and you'll be able to find your way around and you'll become an expert at getting around at the convention so you want to hear how that all is going to work and that's what the interview is all about to tell you how it's going to work how it's being developed and get you ready for that and then we continue our apple watch series with david woodbridge and david's going to be talking to us about three different things today he's going to start out by talking about how to change the clock faces on your apple watch and how to change the features that appear on the face of the clock on the watch depending on what you put on it as far as the face and which features you decide to include on the face of the watch which is sort of like your home screen. Next, David will talk to us about the digital crown and how the digital crown can be used as the voiceover crown to allow you additional ways to navigate around the Apple Watch screen with voiceover. And finally, David will talk to us about the friends button on the side of the Apple Watch and how you can add to your friends list and what that's all about. And then finally, yours truly is going to wind up the show with a few comments about what some things that have happened this week that you will want to know about. And we're going to talk a little bit about something that some of you may have seen show up on your computer in the last several days. A choice to sign up, pre-sign up for your free copy of Windows 10. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. That's what's up here on Main Menu this week. We hope you have a great week. We hope you get a lot of valuable information out of today's show. And don't forget, we will have coverage on Windows 10 coming up here in a couple of weeks to show you what's going on and where things are apparently headed in Windows 10. Let's get into the show right now, and you have a great week.
Here at ACB Radio's main menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on Main Menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get in contact with us via Twitter. Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu, or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program. Hello, this is Larry Turnbull with ACB Radio's Main Menu, and today I have Dan Roberts with me, and Dan is with MD Support, and they're bringing out these new systems that will help many of us that are blind or visually impaired find our way around convention centers and hotels and that sort of thing. These devices are going to be sending signals to iOS devices and Android devices as well, so let's find out more about this system and how it works and all that great stuff. Hello, Dan. Hi, Larry. Thank you for having me. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about what MD Support is and what they do? Yes, it is a, an Internet-based support organization that I started uh, in 1990. Uh, well, we were incorporated in 1998 and uh, as a result of my own need for uh, help and support from visual impairment. And uh, we are a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to provide information and support for people who are affected by not just macular degeneration but uh, similar retinal diseases. And it's based on the Internet, as I said. We have a large uh, website, and I also am editor in chief of the uh, Prevent Blindness uh, website and and run a, a news blog over there for them. So um, the reason we started this is because MD Support has been working to try to reach everybody since we started uh, about 21 years ago. Um, we and MD Foundation were just about the only two organizations at that time. And so we've been working hard to try to uh, find the gaps uh, where people might not be connected. One way we did that was, of course, we did the Internet thing, you know, with the social networks, email discussion groups and that kind of thing. And we have uh, started a, uh, in about 2008 or 2006, somewhere around there, uh, we started the International Low Vision Support Group, which is uh, actually a, over 145 support groups around the world. And we help provide programs for people who don't have Internet. We help the facilitators to run programs by sending them the information, uh, audiovisual programs and handouts and that kind of thing for their monthly meetings. And uh, then we found out we weren't quite uh, covering everybody. There were people who couldn't get to those groups because of transportation or disabilities. And so we started a telephone support group where we do the very same thing. We present, we play the recordings done for us by the professional uh, doctors and researchers and anybody else we can twist their arm to come in and help us out. And we play those presentations over the phone. Uh, for them once a month. And so I thought everything was fine. You know, that was uh, 20 years of my life, and, and uh, it, was, it was fine. But then uh, this very ambitious lady, Liz Tornicht, who is a director of Macular Degeneration Foundation, and she, her organization is about as old as ours is. Uh, we've been partners for several years. She's helped support a lot of my projects. She went to the ACB convention last year, 
and said there was a dire need for some kind of guidance system uh, indoors. Uh, she said, is there such a thing? And I said, well, I really don't know. So I started researching it, and I did find that, yes, uh, indoor wayfinding is one of the newest technologies out. It's popping up everywhere uh, on a permanent basis, places like uh, shopping malls and subway stations and hospitals. And uh, it's going to be the, the next wave of the future uh, because it's, it's not enough to just have GPS to get you to the building. But what are you going to do when you get inside the building? And in particular, what do low vision people and blind people do when they get to a convention, which is always in a different hotel uh, on an annual basis? They're new to the, uh, the environment and they have no idea where the registration table is. Uh, they don't have, know where the meeting rooms are and they can be very confusing in large venues. So that was Liz's dream was to come up with something. And so it, it happened to come along at the same time that wayfinding technology is being developed. And all we did was use the technology and refined it specifically for low vision conventions. Uh, it's unique in that way, and it's also unique in that it's not permanent. These uh, venues change every year, so we go in and set up the system, and uh, it runs for the entire convention, and then we take it down when it's over. We remap it for another convention, go to there, and we've so far uh, got six conventions uh, lined up this summer, including the ACB convention and then two of their state conventions, uh, the uh, uh, Blinded Veterans Association, the Guide Dogs, uh, uh, so, let's see, the Guide Dogs of America, I think it's called. Um, I hope I'm doing that right. I, I'm not using notes here. And uh, we also have the, we did the ADA convention, their national symposium in May. That was our launch uh, to try it out. And we're still trying it out. It's kind of a beta version right now. I'm learning the technology uh, as, as I go along. And so, and we are giving it away because, uh, uh, we want that to be available to everybody. So the hosts of the env environments, the events, they're also getting it for free from us. Uh, Liz is supporting the entire thing uh, financially for a year or two and uh, to get this off the ground. And uh, we've had a lot of response, obviously. Uh, nobody's going to lose in this kind of a situation. So that's how we got started. And you probably want to know how it works, right? Absolutely, yes. That was going to be my next question. How does the system work? Well, it's uh, it's hard to explain. Actually, I have to just compare it to what we already know. That's the only way I can explain it. We know what GPS is. If GPS worked inside of a building, that's what this does. And the way it works is by Bluetooth beacons. It doesn't use Wi-Fi or cell technology. It uses beacons, which are little radio towers, I guess you could think of them as transmitters, uh, that uh, triangulate to locate you in the venue so that it can help you find what you're trying to get to. I spend uh, probably about 12 hours or more, maybe 24 hours, I've never really kept track, initially uh, to map out the entire environment of the uh, convention. I get the uh, designs, the floor designs from the hotel, and I place everything with the help of the event coordinator. I place the rooms in the right places, what's going on where, uh, even places where they're going to have coffee served on a permanent basis at a table, uh, where the registration table is, everything that a person needs to know. Of course, restrooms, things like that, the facilities, um, the buffets, anything that is set up for that purpose is on the map. And so the beacons are there. The, the, the app already knows then because I upload all that information to the app. Uh, when a person go, gets there, they simply download the app or they can do it before they go. And they don't need Wi-Fi again after that. Uh, they simply open the app. It immediately starts telling them where they are, where things are around them from 16 feet to up to 300 feet away. Uh, they can set the range so that they can actually walk in the door the first time and, quote, look around, unquote. Uh, the venue 
And then they can, if they find something they'd like to go see closer, they'd like to go to it, they can then either audio, uh, audibly, or typing it in, or selecting from a, a list. They, and it's all done with voiceover. It's, it's voiceover capable. Uh, they can then select a place to go. Let's say the first thing they want to go to is the registration table, which is usually the first thing. They just uh, they turn the phone on. They open the app. And they go to the proper uh, page and button, uh, which is very easy to find. And they say registration table or they type it in or they select it from a list. And the app immediately using voiceover tells them where it is, how far it is. And then it will, if you click on go to, it will then start taking you there. And it does that by way of a tone. Uh, first of all, it does talk to you. It tells you how close you are to it. And it, it keeps track of where you are because of the beacons. And then as you get closer, it says, uh, actually in, in very a very good computer voice, kind of nice, uh, it says, uh, for example, uh, registration table to your right, 50 feet. And then as you move toward it to the right, it says registration table ahead of you, 25 feet. And then it'll keep telling you how close you're getting. Uh, in addition to that, there now we've had a little trouble with this in the ADA convention, but I hope by the time we get to the ACB convention, we have this other feature working uh, all the time. Uh, and that's a tone that if it's sounding, if it starts to sound and rise in pitch, it means you're getting off the track. You're getting off of the route. It also vibrates the phone. So if you're hearing impaired or if it's too loud in the venue, you can feel it and you can hear it. Um, and it shows you, it tells you, therefore, whether you're off track or not. If the tone is silent, you're doing fine. You keep walking. The minute that tone starts to rise in pitch, you go back to where you were and you, and you adjust and you keep going. And eventually it will say uh, you have reached your destination and you're standing right there at the table within a meter or two. It's that accurate. Great. Yeah, this sounds like great stuff. So if somebody wants to install this on their device, what do they actually look for in the App Store? What, how do they go about getting it? The easiest way is to simply go to the MD Support website. I've got a page dedicated to this project, and there's a link right there on the page that says Download. And uh, it'll take them to the App uh, Store and just download it and install it. It's free. And they can do that anytime. Right now, if they do it, they're going to see the, the Sheraton uh, in Dallas. They're going to see a floor plan of one of the floors, and they'll see all of the points of interest, we call them, uh, listed. I have most of them on there, and I'm still adding them. Uh, it won't work, though, of course, until they're actually at the venue as far as routing goes. But they can at least uh, look at it and see how it's set up. And one of the nice, nice features about it is that there are three or four screens uh, one screen is actually a map for visual uh, identification if the person has functional vision or if they have a sighted guide who'd like to follow it visually. There's a map that looks just like a GPS on a car. And if you ask it where something is, it'll show you the route with a blue line, uh, just like you're in a car going someplace. Uh, that's one of the screens. Another screen is where you can uh, see and list all of the, uh, the, view, the views that you want, or all of the points of interest that you want to uh, know about. You can filter that, too. You can say, just have it find restrooms. You can have it just find food. Uh, you can decide, and that's another page where you can categorize it and set it to your, your preferences. And the nice thing about those pages is the buttons are all in the same place. Nothing changes on the page as far as the buttons. So the uh, search button is always in the upper left-hand corner. The personal assistance button is always in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, they're all right there where you know where they are. And, of course, uh, voiceover uh, makes, it, makes it even easier. Okay, so this supports both the iPhone and the Android, is that correct? Uh, that was the original plan, and it still is the plan, but right now the beta version that we're testing uh, is only for uh, Apple products. The designer 
wasn't ready to do Android yet. And so what we're doing is testing it on Apple. And we did send a correction to uh, the clients who had uh, inquired about this, uh, explaining that to them. And I hope it got to everybody. Uh, and we are taking a survey and, and seeing what the need is, what the uh, demand would be to invest a few hundred thousand dollars more. Nah, I kind of exaggerated there, but it, it's a lot of money uh, to then develop it for Android as well. So that's in the future right now. Right now, it's available for um, any any iOS device, iOS 7 or iOS 8 uh, operating system on a Mac or an Apple uh, iPad or uh, phone that is uh, Bluetooth 4 capable. And that would be uh, iPad 3 will work on it. Um, iPhone 5 will work on it. 4 does. Uh, I've actually seen it work on the 4. And a 5 and the 6 Plus, all of the newer uh, devices will all work beautifully with this. Great. Great stuff. Okay, so what would be the website that people would go to to find the app? That is at www.mdsupport.org. And if you go there, you see the home page, and right there on the home page, just scroll a little bit down, you see a link directly to the, uh, the, the uh, app and the information about Lovia's guide. If you want to go directly to it and not go through the home page first, uh, just attach to that, that URL, attach slash audio guide, all one word. And that'll take them to the information. It also takes them to, uh, there's a link on there. In addition to the link uh, to download the app, there's a link to the step-by-step instructions about how to use it, uh, how to get it to operate. It's very simple. Just follow the steps. And uh, there's also uh, uh, pictures of the uh, the screen. So you can, if you, if you have functional vision, you can look at the uh, graphics there and see what the screen looks like. Or simply download it and, and just try it out. Perfect. That sounds great. Well, thanks for being on here. And how can people get in touch if they have any questions? Well, again, my number and uh, email address are on that page that I just gave you. Uh, they can contact me through there. Just just click on my email address, send me an email, or, or call my toll-free number uh, from that page. Uh, I can give those to you here, too, if you'd like. Sure. Okay. The uh, email address they would uh, correspond with would be director at mdsupport.org. And that'll go directly to me. And the uh, telephone number is 888, that's toll-free, 866-6148. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to cover about the app or anything else that uh, MD Support is going to be coming out with? Well, I would just like to say how excited we are about this product uh, and, and this project. Uh, I've seen it work, and the look on the face of the people who are using this is just uh, overwhelming. Uh, these are people who in the past, well, one man, for example, who I did write an article about, the name was Bill. He was the very first one to try this in Atlanta at the ADA convention. And you'd have thought he was a kid with a new toy at Christmas. Uh, the smile on his face was just very memorable. He he stood in the middle of the room, listened to his cell phone for a minute, and I said, now, put the cell phone down and tell me where the restroom is and how far away it is. And he pointed and he said, it's over there and it's 50 feet away. I said, now tell me where the registration table is. He said, it's over there and just around the corner. I said, where is a Chicago room A? And he pointed and he said, there, but it's on the other side of the wall. And he giggled. <laughs> Great. He said, I can see better than people who have vision. <laughs> if uh, you're on a different floor, will it alert you that, that you got to go to a different floor to get to where you want to go? It automatically changes when you go to a new floor. It recognizes where you are and just gives you a new map and, and uh, new directions. 
All right. Well, thanks for being on with us here at uh, Main Menu, and we look forward to seeing you in Dallas. And uh, I'll be there personally. I'll be at all of these, and I look forward to uh, seeing you there too. Absolutely. This is Larry Turnbull with ACB Radio. Welcome to another Apple Watch feature demonstration. And in this demonstration, I'm going to show you how to select a different clock face for your Apple Watch clock face and also how to change the features or options that are displayed on the clock face, which are called complications. I'm just going to wake my Apple Watch up by just tapping on the screen. 9.54. Now, I'm already on my clock face, and I'll just show you what mine currently sounds like. So I'm going to flip back to the left. Friday the 1st of May. And red notifications. Okay, I can go, that's as far as I can go. Flick to the right. Friday the 1st of May, 9.55, 9 o'clock to 1700 hours. Inspire, create, share, 2015 Australia, Gold Coast Convention and Exhibition Centre. Double tap to view in calendar. Okay, so that's off our family sharing calendar at home here. And of course that's my wife's conference she's attending this week in Brisbane. And you also heard that I could double tap on it to go and look in the calendar. Flick to the right. 17 degrees. Okay, that's the weather. Double tap to open weather. Currently 17 degrees, and again, double tap I can to open up weather. Moving, 14%, exercising, 0%, standing, 42%. Double okay, tap to that's open my activity. stats for the day about moving, exercising, and standing up during the day. Flick to the right again. 65% battery power. Okay, that's my battery power. Now, just keep in mind that I've already added these complications to this particular module, and I'll let you know what it is in a minute, and I can show you where you can set it up as well. The actual default one, which I've done most of the audio demos with Apple Watch, is just the general analog clock face, and that one actually had the seconds in it as well. As you may have noticed in this one, it does have a second spoken with voiceover. So we'll get onto that particular one in a minute, and I'll show you where to find it. So let's dive into the clock face that comes with the watch. I'm going to do a one finger touch and hold on the screen for force touch. Now I've noticed sometimes it says the name of the clock face that it lands on and sometimes it doesn't. But the name of this clock face is called Modular. Okay, and that seems to be the one that has the most complications that I quite like. Because all that information is just on one screen. So if I flick back to the left. Utility. Analog with optional numbers. Okay, that's the default one that came with the watch. Okay, if I double tap on that one. I've now gone back to the clock face on the Apple Watch. I've selected it, and you can hear it just read out the seconds in. If I flip back to the left, 17 degrees. I've set up this one with the weather. And red notifications. That's just standard and red notifications. 64% battery power. And there's my battery power on the Apple Watch. Flip to the right. And red notifications. 17 degrees. 10.02 and 7 seconds. Date 1. Okay, date 1. <laughs> Next event. 9 o'clock inspire. Create. Share. 2015 Australia. Next event. And that's it. Okay, so not as much stuff on the screen as the other modular one. Force touch again. Hold. And what you'll find is that, that all the analog clock faces, at least of this recording, have the seconds spoken by voiceover. And I don't mean as in 010203. I mean as in a static number when you flick onto them. So it'll say 910. 54, for example, it's not going to sit there and actually keep reading out the seconds to you, but some people don't like the fact that it even reads the seconds in the first place. And I must admit, I feel a lot more comfortable just hearing the straight hour and minute rather than hour, minute, and seconds. So as I said, all the analog clocks have the seconds spoken, and I believe the chronograph one also has the seconds spoken. So I'm just going to identify the analog clock faces for you. And again, most of these actually have the options to set different complications. Utility, analog with optional numbers. 
Okay, so that's the analog one. Face. Face. That's the one I was using before, modular. Okay, that's simple analog. Again, with the seconds. Motion. Motion. Astronomy. Astronomy. Another one, color analog, again with seconds. And the other one that I said had the seconds was chronograph. Let's just see if it does indeed. One finger double tap to select it. It does, so 10.05 and 10 seconds. So I'm going to do another force touch again, because I'm back to the main clock face. Go into the clock faces. And let's just finish going through the different faces. Flick to the right. That's Mickey Mouse. And while we're on Mickey, let me just show you what Mickey does with voiceover. It's not particularly exciting, but it is a, a little bit of a feature. One finger double tap on Mickey. Okay, it, voiceover actually reads out the current time in a higher pitch voice. So if I flick back to the left, 17 degrees. now keep in mind that I've been changing the complications in most of these faces on my watch, so yours might sound slightly differently. So flick back to the right. It's 10.06. Okay, so it's just a small thing, but it is something very, very cute that voiceover then reads that time in a higher pitch voice as if it was like Mickey Mouse. So force touch again, one finger. Mickey. Flick to Double the right. And that's extra large. So one finger double tap to choose extra large. And as you can hear, it just says 10.06. Now on this screen, there's no complications. So if I flick to the left, nothing there. Flick to the right. I've just got the unread notifications from the status bar. And that's it. Okay, so it's purely a large print clock that you can also change the colors in. And I'll show you that when we actually customize a clock face. I'll do my modular one again, and we'll have a look at the colors in the X-Large one as well. Force touch again, one finger. X -large. And I'm gonna flick back my particular clock face, which was modular. Mickey, chronograph, solar, color, and astronomy, motion, simple, analog with optional kills, modular. That is modular. Double tap to choose face. Swipe up or down to select a custom action, then double tap to activate. Now I'm just gonna choose anyway to go back to my default clock face for the moment. Modular. Okay, and force touch again to go back in there. And it said one finger flick up before to actually go, go into the actionable items. One finger delete. flick up. I can delete it, which I'm not going to do. Customize. Activate item, which is double tap default. So I flick back up again. Customize. One finger double tap on customize. Okay, so I've currently got eight options. And it said swipe left and right to choose a different item. We can use the crown to adjust the options for that item. I'm adjusting the color at the moment. So if I pull the digital crown back towards me, scroll it. Red selected, option seven of eight. Okay, I'll change it to red. Orange selected, option six of eight. Orange, etc. Now I'm just gonna go back and leave it on white. So I'm gonna push the digital crown scroll away from me. Red selected, option seven of eight. White selected, option eight of eight. And I'm gonna flick to the next complication. Editing top left complication. Date selected, option two of 14. Turn the crown to customize this item. Swipe left or right to choose a different item. We've currently got 14 items here. What you're gonna find is there's actually 10 items and the ones above that are for the world clock items that you may have selected in the clock app on your iPhone. Okay, so when I originally started these demos and I did a demonstration about the complications in one of the demos, I actually had 23 <laughs> items in my complications because I had too many cities selected in the world clock. So sometime during this week, I decided to reduce them back down to three 
rather than the amount that I had before. So let me scroll turn back. To this item. Left me. Off selected. Option zero of 14. So you can turn it off if you want to. So scrolling away. Date selected. Option one of 14. Okay, so back to date. I'll push it away again. Moon phase selected. Option two of 14. So that was moon phase. So I'm going to leave it on moon phase for that complication. Flick to the right. Editing large complication. Calendar selected. Option three of 14. Now for the moment, I'm going to leave that turn at to calendar. This item. Swipe so left I don't to want to change that complication. Item. So flick to the right. Editing bottom left complication. Weather selected. Option five of 14. Okay, this is the bottom weather turn complication. To this item. Swipe left or right to choose a different item. Currently on weather. So I think I might change that to sunset and sunrise. So scroll back towards me. Sunrise and sunset selected. Option three of 14. Okay, sunrise and sunset. Flick to the right again. Editing bottom middle complication. Activity selected. Option seven of 14. Bottom middle complication turn is activity. That's kind of what it is. I'll leave it alone. Editing bottom right complication. Battery selected. Option 11 of 14. And at the moment, my bottom right complication is battery. And I might change mine to alarm just for the fun of it. Now, keep in mind the positions on the list because battery is number 10. So I'm going to scroll back towards me. Stopwatch selected. Option 9 of 14. Timer selected. Option 8 of 14. Alarm selected. Option 7 of 14. And if I try and flick any more to the right, that's it. So I'm going to flick back to the beginning. Just flicking my finger back. Color, white selected. Option 8 of 8. So instead of a color white. Editing top left complication. Moon face selected. Okay, Option top left complication is now moon. Editing large complication. Large complication is still calendar. Editing bottom left complication. Bottom complication sunrise is sunrise sunset. Editing bottom middle complication. Bottom middle complication is still activity. Editing bottom right complication. Alarm selected. Option 8 of 14. My bottom right complication now is alarm. So I've set it. So I can now press the digital crown once. Modular. And I'm back Double to the list to of face. faces because if I flick to the left, Utility, analog with okay, there's the previous face, there's the next pills. face and so on. So I flick back to the left Modular. and Double, Double tap, tap to choose face. To choose face. Okay, so let's try out our new complications. So I'm going to flick to the left. Moon phase, illuminated from top right. Oh, very nice. Moon phase, waxing gibbous, very nice. Flick back to the left one more. And, red notifications. and that's our normal status. status. And that's it, going back to the left, so flick to the right. Moon phase, waxing gibbous, 1028, 9 o'clock to 1700 hours, inspire. Okay, Green. that's the calendar entry for the large complication. Sunset, 1714. Sunset, I can tell is now at 714, flick to the right. Moving, 15%, exercising, 0%. Okay, that's my moving. 42%. That's my activity. Double tap, alarm at 8, double tap to open alarm. Okay, and I've got an alarm at 8, and of course I can double tap on that like the other ones such as the activity one, to bring up the actual app that does that, and that would be the alarm app on the Apple Watch. And finally, I said I'd show you what the color options were for that extra large clock face. So force touch on the screen again. Let's flick to the right to get to X large again. Okay, X large. Double tap to choose face. customize. So it's currently on blue. I actually can't remember if I should change this or not. So you might get another color, but mine's currently set at blue. So I'm going to scroll the wheel away from me. Green selected. Option four of eight. Every time I think of green, I always think of Kermit the Frog for some reason. Okay, so scroll away from me again. Yellow selected. Option five of eight. And while I'm at it, yellow reminds me of the yellow submarine. Scroll away from me again. Orange selected. Option six of eight. Okay, orange reminds me of a particular television series. Red selected. Option seven of eight. And we've got red, which means it goes faster. White selected. Option eight of eight. And we've got white. Now I think blue. There was more options past blue, so let's scroll back towards me again. Red selected. Option seven of eight. 
Orange selected, option 6 of 8. Yellow selected, option 5 of 8. Green selected, option 4 of 8. Blue selected, option 3 of 8. Purple selected, option 2 of 8. Ah, purple, very good. And one more. Pink selected, option 1 of 8. And you can have pink. And there's definitely no other complications on this screen. Like I said, that the actual clock face is just straight numbers for the time. So if I try and flick left and right, nothing's going to happen. Okay. So I'm going to put it back on blue. So scroll away from me. Purple selected, option two of eight. Blue selected, option three of eight. That'll dim me for the moment. Okay, press the digital crown once. Blue selected, X large. And I'll come back Double to the clock face. face. And remember, I've just actually just customized this. I haven't selected it because now if I just press my digital crown once, 1032. If I flip back to the left, and red note, 1032. it's actually selected the extra large, and I don't think it's supposed to do that. I'm not too sure if that's an issue with VoiceOver or not, but as far as I understood, you had to double tap on the actual clock face to select it. It should be independent of the fact whether you're customizing or not, but never mind. I can just quickly go back in and go back to my, my other face force touch on the screen. And let's flick back, in my case, back to modular. Chronograph, solar, color, astronomy, motion, simple, analog, modular. Double tap on modular. Double tap to modular. 1040. Okay, there's a time. Flick back to the left to verify. Moon phase, waxing gibbous. So that completes this demonstration of having a bit of a play around with the different clock messes on your Apple Watch. And as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. Welcome to another Apple Watch feature demonstration. And I thought for this demonstration, I might just go through some of the things that you can actually do with the digital crown. And one of the things I wanted to show you in relation to voiceover with the digital crown is something called digital crown navigation, which allows you to navigate the clock face, the home applications screen and applications. Basically, rather than flicking left or right on the screen, when you turn this digital crown mode on for voiceover, you can use the digital crown to scroll or move backwards and forwards across the screen, if you like, on the Apple Watch. And I'll get to that after I've talked about the various ways that you can definitely use the digital crown. And then I'll demonstrate the use of voiceover specifically with the digital crown navigation item. The first thing I can do with the digital crown is I can press it to actually wake up my Apple Watch rather than tapping on the screen. I'm at my clock face. If I press the digital crown once, home. I've now gone to the middle icon on the home screen on my Apple Watch, which is currently clock. Now, if I flick away from the middle icon, I'm flicking back to the left here. Okay, if I now press the digital crown once again, clock. it puts my focus back in the middle. So now if I wanted to, I can continue flicking down the screen Music. the other way to the right Calculator Watch Pro free. to get to other apps. So I press the digital crown again, clock. I'm back into the middle. And when I'm on the home app screen, of course, if I press the digital crown once again, clock face, 2259. I'm back to the clock face. So I press it again, home. Clock. back on the home screen of full of apps. If I'm going to go into an app, let me just flick to the right. Music, messages, stopwatch, calculator watch pro free, timer. Okay, let me go into timer for example, one finger double tap. Timer, zero hours, adjustable. And the way to exit an app is just to press the digital crown once again. Home, timer, 
Okay, and I'm back to the home screen on the timer. And of course, if I press the digital crown again, it would jump straight back to the clock icon. Now, the other thing you can do with the digital crown, you can also get it to open up the focused app that you're currently on, on the actual home screen. So if I do that now, if I flick back to timer, so one finger flick back to the right. Music, messages, stopwatch, calculator watch grow free, timer. Okay, and now I'm going to scroll my digital crown away from me. Timer. I've now opened up the timer. So let me just do that again. Pressing the digital crown once to come back out. Home. Timer. Let me flick back to the left. Calculator watch grow free. Stopwatch. Okay, let's try stopwatch. Scroll the digital crown away from me. Stopwatch. I've opened up stopwatch. So that's just another way of using the digital crown to open up an app. And if I press the digital crown again, once. Home. Stopwatch. Back on stopwatch. If I press the digital crown once again, go back to the middle. Clock. And rather than me pressing the digital crown to go back to the clock face, I can double tap on that clock in the middle. Clock face. And it also takes me back to the clock face. So pressing the digital crown again once. Home. Clock. And I'm back on my home screen with the clock icon in the middle. Okay, but let me just show you something slightly different you can do now by pressing the digital crown twice. So let me flick back to timer again. Music. Messages. Stopwatch. Calculator. Timer. And finger double tap. Timer. Zero hours. Okay, now this time I'm going to do, I'm going to press Swipe the digital down, crown twice. Clock face, 2301. Okay, so I'm on the clock face, which is what I get when I wake up the watch. And if I press it again twice, I'll go back to timer. timer. So pressing the digital crown twice will switch it between the last year's app and the clock face. So let's try another one. I'm just going to press the digital crown once to come out of the timer. Clock face, 2301. And it's come back to the clock face because that was the last thing I actually used. So I'm going to press it once again. Home. Timer. And let's be nice and tidy. I'm going to press it again to go back to the middle icon for the clock. Clock. So that's pressing the digital crown once and twice. And of course, pressing the digital crown three times. If you've set up the accessibility shortcut via the Apple iOS app in general settings, accessibility and right down the bottom. You can set access shortcut for VoiceOver or Zoom as of the time of this recording. So if I press my digital crown now three times, I've set up mine to turn VoiceOver on and off. So I've currently got VoiceOver running, so I press it three times. One, two, three. VoiceOver off. Okay, I've turned off VoiceOver, and I press it again three times. One, two, three. VoiceOver on. I've turned VoiceOver back on again. Now, since we're talking about pushing in the digital crown, of course, the other option you can do with the digital crown pushing in is to push it in and hold it and that will activate Siri. And what will happen is I'll hold the digital crown in, I'll feel a vibration, I can then say something to Siri, I'll then feel a vibration to let me know that Siri has heard me and then I'll get the response back. So let's just try that. Holding it in now. Siri, are you working? I can answer that. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Now there's two other accessible ways that I found to use the digital crown in the scrolling version use of the digital crown, as in pushing it backwards and forwards as you are scrolling it, rather than actually physically pushing the crown in. The first one is to use it in the clock faces that you can get to by doing a force press on the clock face. And that's where you can customize a clock face. And in there you can scroll up and down a particular location in the clock face to choose different complications or different options, such as your battery strength, weather, and so on, depending on what you want to put on the initial clock face when you wake up your Apple Watch. 
And of course, the other option is to turn the volume up and down of music playing. And I'll just demonstrate the music playing option. So it's going to ask Siri to start playing music off my iPhone. So I'm holding the digital crown. 2308. Play music. Okay, and if I use the scroll wheel on the digital crown. Okay, I'll turn it down. And if I scroll the other way away from me, so my left hand. 21%, okay, I'll turn it up. And then let me find my stop button. Okay, so that was me using the digital crown, as in scrolling it backwards and forwards to turn the volume up and down with the music playing on my iPhone. So now we come to the fun bit that I wanted to show you at the beginning, and that's using the voiceover digital crown function for navigating around the Apple Watch screens. I'm just going to press the digital crown since we're doing with, dealing with the digital crown at the moment. And I'm going to press it again to take us to the home screen and we're landed on clock in the middle. Now I'm going to turn on the voiceover digital crown option. Two fingers three times. Crown navigation on. And now I've turned crown navigation on. So now scroll away from me using the crown. Mail. Activity. Don't post. Passport. Weather. Okay, and back towards me. Passport. Don't post. Activity. Mail. Clock. Okay, it's very nice indeed. And of course that was exactly like me flicking back to the left like this. Mail. Activity. Then flicking back to the right, as in scrolling back towards me. So you really wouldn't know any difference between me using the digital crown to move versus using gestures on the touch screen. So again, using the digital crown, I'm going to scroll it back towards me again. Music, messages, stopwatch, calculator, watch pro free timer. And every time I'm turning it, I'm not turning it that far to get it to generate the movement. Settings, photos, remote. Okay, and going back to the other way, scrolling away from me. Photos, settings, timer, calculate, watch pro free, stopwatch, messages, music, clock. Okay, and back to clock. Okay, so let me go and open up the weather app. So I'm going to scroll it away from me using the using the digital crown. Mail, activity, don't post, passport, weather. And know if you're imagining the fact that you can press in the digital crown to do a click, it doesn't do that, although that would actually be a nice feature since you've already got your finger on the digital crown already. It's just a normal voiceover double tap on the screen. Okay, and if I scroll back towards me, so I'm effectively flicking on the screen to the right. Current temperature, 15 degrees, 10 p.m. showers. Okay, so that's the way to navigate through an application. So I'm going to press the digital crown once to come out. Home, weather. Now, what's going to happen though, is that if I now start playing music, that digital crown is no longer going to operate to turn the volume up and down, which is why you can toggle it on and off again. So let me just show you. Holding the digital crown in. Play music. Okay. I've got the music app running. And if I try and use my digital crown. Okay. It's just navigating the screen of the music playing application. So if I do two fingers three times, one, two, three. Crown navigation off. I've now turned crown navigation off and I won't start it playing again, but if I now scroll back towards me, 34%, 22%. You can hear the volume numbers going down. 9%, 9%. 
if I push it away from me. 28%, okay, and so on. So you do need to toggle it on and off if you want to use the digital crown in standard mode, particularly still with the fact that you can use that for volume control in the music player. And as I also said, choosing complications when you want to set up one of the clock faces the way you want it with battery, weather, etc. So I'm just going to put my watch to sleep, putting my hand over the screen. And that completes this demonstration of a play around with the digital crown, i.e. pressing it once, twice, three times and holding it in and also to a demonstration of the voiceover digital crown option to allow you to navigate left and right by using the scroll function to navigate around the screens and of course the two fingers three times to turn the digital crown on or off particularly if you want to use the digital crown in standard mode i.e for volume or choosing complications in the clock faces so as always, thanks for listening and bye for now. Welcome to another Apple Watch feature demo. And in this demonstration, I thought I'd just show you some of the things you can do with the side button, or as I like to call it, the friends button. And of course, that's the rectangular button next to your round digital crown on the side of the Apple Watch. But before I actually get to play with the side or friends button on the side of the Apple Watch, we've actually got to set it up with some friends first in the circle on the screen. In a clock face, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, right around back to 11 p.m. that you can insert your friends into in that circle. And of course, using voiceover, you can always just flick left and right through that circle. And it'll be as if you're just flicking left to right on a group of icons, in this case, contact names. However, if you do want to follow the circle around the screen, you certainly can also do that as well by dragging your finger around the screen. But we'll get to that later. But I will be doing flicking left and right. So I'll leave it to you to explore by touch, drag around the circle yourself. Okay, so I've already previously set up three contacts for the side or friends button. I'm actually going to set up one more just to show you how it's done. And of course, it's done through the iOS Apple Watch app running on my iPhone 6 Plus here. So I'm just going to flick on my screen from the bottom to get back to the Apple Watch app. Page one of three, adjustable. Find my friends, Kindle, Twitter, Apple Watch. And of course, one thing I've done to Apple Watch, my watch, heading. And keep in mind that the Apple Watch screen has basically got settings at the top, an alphabetical listing of default apps that you can change the settings on, and then a alphabetical listing of third-party apps that you can again change the settings on or install or uninstall them from the Apple Watch. So let me just flick to the right to find friends. App layout, button, airplane mode, button, Apple Watch, button, notifications, button, glances, button, do not disturb, button, general, button, brightness and text size, button, sounds and haptics, button, passcode, button, health, button, privacy, button, activity, button. Okay, first of the default apps. Calendar, button, clock, button, contacts, button, friends, button. Friends button, one finger double tap. Friends, my watch, back button, friends, heading, edit, button. And this is the edit button. This is allows you to delete or move the contacts around. And of course, that's done by the traditional one finger double tap and hold, and then push your finger up or down the screen to change the positions of the friends in the circle. So if I flick to the right, we'll get to 12 o'clock. My friends, heading, Sarah, 
12 o'clock on friend circle. So Sarah's at 12 o'clock. Swipe up or down to select a custom action, then double tap to activate. And the custom action would be one finger flick up and down if I flick up. Remove. Remove. Activate item. Or default activate action. item. So I flick to the right. More info, Sarah. Button. And I can see more information about Sarah's actual contact in this control. Flick to the right again. Jessica, one o'clock on Okay, same thing again. Jessica's Swipe at one o'clock. Swipe up or down to select a custom action, then double tap to activate. And now I haven't added these people in any particular order. I just added them. So I flick to the right. More info, Jessica, Ellen. Two o'clock on friend circle. Ellen's at two o'clock. Chris. Chris is at three o'clock. And you can tell that you've got a blank item on your circle because it says add friend. So that was added at four o'clock. And of course, if I flick through. Add friend. Five o'clock on friend circle. Add friend. Six o'clock on friend circle. Add friend. Seven o'clock on friend circle. Add friend. Eight o'clock on friend circle. Add friend. Nine o'clock on friend circle. Add friend. Ten o'clock on friend circle. Add friend. Eleven o'clock on friend circle. Button. Okay, and then I can just Swipe flip back to, to number four. Action, then double tap to so activate. Eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Okay, and let's double tap to Swipe add a person. And I'm now contact list. All contacts. Heading. Cancel. Button. Search. Search field. Okay, we'll double, double tap on search. Is editing. Search. And we'll type in Carla. Capital C. Capital C. A. A. Okay, touch towards the top of the screen. Okay, and I want to add to Carla. One finger double tap. Carla, friends, my watch, back button. So if we flick down to four. Friends, edit, my friend, Sarah, Maureen, Jessica, Maureen, Ellen, Maureen, Chris, Maureen, Carla, four o'clock on friend circle. Okay, so she's now down to select a custom action, then double tap to activate. So I'm going to touch the top left hand side of the screen. My watch, back button. Double tap to go back to the main screen of the upper button. And then I'm just going to press my home button to come back to my home. iPhone screen Apple Watch. and lock to open. my iPhone. Screen locked. So that'll do for the iPhone now and now it's back to the Apple Watch. So with my Apple Watch here I'm going to touch the screen with one finger and I'm going to press the side button or I'm going to keep calling it the friends button. Friends, Sarah. Okay, and it says friends and the first one I've got is Sarah. If I flick to the right. Sarah. Double tap to interact with friend. Double tap to interact with friend. Click to the right. Jessica. Button. Jessica. Double tap to interact with friend. Ellen. Button. Double tap to interact with friend. Keep going. Chris. Button. Double tap to interact with friend. Carla. Button. Double tap to interact with friend. So I'm going to double tap on Carla first. Carla. Because I know currently she doesn't have an Apple Watch. So if I flick to the right. Carla. So I can phone Carla message and I can message Carla. So if I double tapped on either one of those, I would call Carla or go into the message function. So top left hand side of the screen, Carla, back button. double tap on back. Friends, Carla. Now what's happened now is at the beginning of that whole list is just a label of the last person I contacted. So that's now Carla. So if now if I flick to the right, Sarah, button. that's Sarah, flip back to the left. Carla. So that's just a label, it's straight text. So to get back to Carla's contact details, I have to flick to the right. Sarah, Jessica, Ellen, Chris, Carla, okay. Button. Now I happen to know Chris, Ellen, that button. my wife Ellen actually has double an Apple Watch. So if I double tap on her contact details, Ellen. okay, I can flick to the right. Ellen, button, phone, button. And I can phone Ellen. Digital touch, button. Or I can send Ellen a digital touch. Message. Button. Or I can message Ellen. So I can phone, digital touch, or message, and particularly the digital touch because she's also got an Apple Watch. So I flick back to the left and you can hear what the hint says. Digital touch button. Double tap to digital touch. 
Okay, double tap to digital touch. I'm going to double tap with one finger. Digital touch, Ellen. Drawing canvas, button. Okay, that's the drawing canvas. Double tap to draw, tap or send a heartbeat. Okay, double tap to draw or tap to send a heartbeat. So if I flip back to left one more. Color picker, side blue 59. That's a color picker. Ellen, back button. And then it's the back button. So let me flick down to info. Color picker, drawing can, info, button. Okay, double tap on info. Info, sketch, draw with one finger to send sketches. Draw with one finger to send sketches. Heartbeat, use two fingers to send your heartbeat. Heartbeat, use two fingers to send your heartbeat. Flick to the right. Tap, tap with one finger to send taps. Tap, tap with one finger to send taps. Got it. <laughs> got it. Yes, I have. One finger double tap and got it. Got it. Drawing canvas. Button. So I'm going to double tap to activate double the tap. drawing canvas. And now it's going to put two fingers on the screen. So now I'm doing my heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. Stopped. Take my fingers off. Set. Now I sent my heartbeat to Ellen. There we go. So that's how easy it is to send a heartbeat. I'm not going to worry about taps for the moment. Then touch the top left hand side of the screen. Double tap on back button. And double tap again. So I'm back to the friends list. And of course now the first item on that screen now is Ellen. I last person I contacted. Let's go to press digital crown once. And of course the friends button is also where you can actually turn off your Apple Watch if you wish. So if I hold the friends button in for two seconds. One, two. Cancel. Right, cancel. Power off, and I flip one more to the right. Power reserve. Now, when last time when I tried that, it locked me in. VoiceOver wasn't talking, so at the moment, I'm not sure if I advise using that option. It basically turns all the functions off, and you've just got a clock face on the screen visually. Flip to the right, and you can also lock the device. So, if I double tap on that now, I've just locked my device. So, if I press my digital crown to wake it up, and try and access my apps, for example, press digital crown again. I've got to enter my passcode, so I'll pop that in now. One, button, one, and I'm using standard double tapping with voiceover for two, each of these button, numbers on two, the keypad. Keep in mind, I could drag my finger around that number pad, flick left and right for normal voiceover navigation. I'm just used to where the buttons are, so I was able to target them directly. So let me just wake up my watch again. Press the screen, and I press the friends button again. Friends. Holding the friends button again. So, as I said, we've got cancel, power, power off, power reserve, power reserve lock, device, and button. that lock option. So I flip back left, and if I double tapped on power off now, it would actually turn off the Apple Watch and to restart it, wait about 30 seconds, holding the friends button again for two seconds, and after about a minute and a half, it'll power back up, of course, with voiceover running, if you've had voiceover on before. Okay, but for the moment, I'm going to select cancel, cancel double tap button. on cancel, friends. back to the friends screen, press the friends button once. And I'm back to my original starting point, the clock face. Put my hand over my screen, which puts the Apple Watch to sleep. So that completes this demonstration of the friends button, including a bit of a play around with sending your heartbeat, or in this case my heartbeat, to my wife, who's away in Brisbane in Queensland on a week-long conference. So I hope you've enjoyed this demo, and as usual, thanks for listening, and bye for now. As I told you in the intro to the show today, I wanted to spend a couple of minutes here before the show ends talking to you about a couple of things that happened this week in the technology field that may affect you, depending on the computer you have and the operating system you have on that computer. And specifically, 
If you are running a computer with Windows 7, Windows 8, or Windows 8.1, you may now be finding that when you go to your system tray that there is an additional choice, an additional item in the system tray, and it'll be the top item in the system tray, and it will say, add Windows 10. And all you really need to do is pick that, hit enter on that, and you can sign up to get Windows 10 as soon as it's available. Uh, get it installed on your computer. It'll install over your existing version of Windows. And that's okay if that's what you want to do. And you would want to make sure that before the 29th of July, which has now been announced by Microsoft as the release date for Windows 10, you probably want to make sure you have your computer backed up and so that if anything happens during the install that would mess anything up, that you wouldn't lose any documents or music, whatever you have there, that you wouldn't want to lose if there was to be something bad happened during the install of Windows 10. Of course, we know that that ordinarily shouldn't happen, but as we know, computers can't always depend on being free from a bug or two here and there. So you just want to make sure and be safe that you have everything backed up if you do that. However, there are some other things to consider. There have been a number of articles come out since this came up on the screens recently that, you know, maybe there are some reasons maybe why you wouldn't want to install the free Windows 10, that there may be some things that you don't know about, and maybe it's not going to be as free as you think it is. And I would encourage you to look at some of the information that's out there. There's articles from Forbes on the web. You could go to the Forbes webpage. There are some articles on the Google webpage. There are some articles on the Ziff Davis webpage and other places that talk about whether to do this upgrade or whether not to and what's involved and what you're agreeing to when you agree to that upgrade. Remember, if you're going to get the free upgrade, you must do it within the first year that Windows 10 is out. After that, if you want a copy of Windows 10, you will have to pay for it. Also, remember that you are basically getting the basic version of Windows 10 if you take the free upgrade. It will not be an enterprise version. It won't be uh, necessarily the top professional version. It won't be the ultimate version. Uh, and it won't necessarily contain all of the features that some of the more advanced versions of Windows 10 will have. You are also agreeing to uh, accept all of the updates. And at this point, there's some people who believe that some of the Windows updates that you may get in Windows 10 once it comes out if you really want to take advantage of new features that may be put in with those Windows Update, that getting those features will cost you some money. So if you want all of the new features that may be presented to you as updates to your Windows 10, it could end up costing you some money. And of course, there's no way of knowing that that will happen, but it seems to be where things may be headed in the future. Have a great week. We'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Thank you again for being with us today on Main Menu. We always appreciate having you here. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back again here next week on Main Menu.